A nut falls and catches the attention of a squirrel. The squirrel picks it up in its chiseling teeth and whisks it away to a hiding place. Claws deep, toes deep, face deep, the nut is buried into forest duff to sprout anew. Welcome to The Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark, and this episode was written by Joe Horn. I feel a great kinship with and affection for our resident black bears. I see more signs of bears in my area than I do deer, and yet I have seen very few of them. Much like me, they want nothing more than to travel unseen across the woodlands of Maine. Like me, they follow a keen sense of smell and a ceaseless grumble of their bellies across the lush landscape from spring through autumn, though I would never sleep through winter. There are far too many rich chowders, stews, and soups to miss out on. But these food-centric adaptations are critical for bears to build up the stores of fat they will need to survive the long winter. This time of year, their fattening frenzy ramps up just in time for the ripening of native nuts, and few nuts are as important to bears these days than the topic of today's program, beech nuts. Beech trees can be readily identified by their smooth gray bark. I recall the many hikes I went on with my parents as a young child and how my mom would teach me my trees. She would always tell me that the trunks of beech trees looked like elephant legs. When I came upon a great beech tree, I would place my hand on its smooth bark and imagine that the forest would transform into a wandering herd of docile elephants when no one was around. The husks of the beech nuts, however, are anything but smooth. Instead, the small nuts are covered in a husk with countless soft, hooked spines. Every other year, beech trees will mast, which means they put their energy into a large flush of nuts. Masting is a reproductive strategy where all trees in a given area will synchronize their fruit or nut production so that they overwhelm predators and as a result, the individual seeds will find safety in numbers. Because of the sheer energy that goes into masting, this phenomenon only happens roughly every other year in beech trees, and only then during favorable conditions. During a mast year, beech nuts are an incredible source of food. Pound for pound, Beech nuts are almost two times as dense in protein and calories than acorns, and lack the acorns' protein-robbing and bitter tannin qualities. Beech trees are such important food to bears that their reproduction has historically been in tune with the masting cycle of these trees. During a mast year, female bears, or sows, are generally fatter going into their winter dens, which tends to result in them having cubs. During non-mast years, sows are generally lean and do not have young. Unfortunately, in recent years, this correlation between beech tree masting and bear cubs has become less consistent as beech trees are stubbornly fighting off the onslaught of invasive pests, specifically from the one-two punch of an insidious invader duo, a fungus and an insect which collectively are called beech bark disease. Either of these two pests alone would not likely take down these smooth-barked giants. The white, fuzzy little beech scale insects feed on the sap of the trees by inserting their needle-like mouth parts down through the bark, which in turn results in hundreds of thousands of microscopic holes into which the spores of the Nectaria fungus can enter. It is the fungus that pits and pockets the otherwise pristine bark of the beech trees and eventually leads to its demise. When a beech does die, its roots send up a multitude of shoots that make thick groves of young trees and the cycle repeats itself. So while you are out and about this weekend, you can keep one eye to the sky and the other to the ground in search of the small, spiky little husks of the beech nuts. If you find one, see if there is still a good nut in there and see if you too, much like our brethren the bears, have a taste for these nutritious wild nuts. 
You can find a link to the full transcript of this show, as well as references, contact information, and accompanying photos by visiting archives.weru.org. You can also listen to or download our features or subscribe to podcasts. Theme music was by A Pileated Woodpecker, made available by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phenology. (laughs) ¶¶